fait j'ai voulu te, te téléphoner Pour te, te demander Allo quelque chose quoi Okay, thank you to Zat Mama for Alo Alo and Alo to all of you listening, whether on the air or streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. This is Arts Week and I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir. Running through January 28th, the Katuit Center for the Arts Black Box Theater presents Bitter, a farcical homage to the works of two German art house directors. Fassbinder was a prolific filmmaker, actor, and dramatist who died tragically at the height of his career. Herzog was a revolutionary artist known for his unorthodox approach to filmmaking, both known for constantly reinventing the process of capturing the story, blending elements of Hollywood melodrama, social criticism, and the avant-garde techniques to create dreamlike worlds. For times and tickets, go to artsonthecape.org slash explore slash bitter. Tonight at 6 p.m., it's a murder mystery dinner theater at Cape Cod Coffee in Mashpee. Enjoy a thrilling night of suspense, delicious food, and a captivating murder mystery that will keep you guessing until the very end. You'll be fully immersed in the atmosphere of a classic 1920s mafia wedding where something goes horribly wrong. End the night with coffee and dessert. Get your tickets by going to eventbrite.com and searching on Murder Mystery Dinner Theater. The Barnstable Comedy Club, located at 3171 Main Street in Barnstable, presents The 39 Steps by Patrick Barlow, based on the movie by Alfred Hitchcock from the novel by John Buchan. Mix a Hitchcock masterpiece with a juicy spy novel, add a dash of Monty Python, and you have The 39 Steps, in which a man with a boring life meets a woman with a thick accent who says she's a spy. When he takes her home, she is murdered. Soon, a mysterious organization called the 39 Steps is hot on the man's trail in a nationwide manhunt that climaxes in a death-defying finale. Tickets may be purchased online at barnstablecomedyclub.org or reserved by calling the box office at 508-362-6333. And if you're looking for something to do in the new year, try improv. This is your chance. In this class, students will gain the confidence to dive into characters and say yes to their scene partner to create supportive, relationship-based, emotionally-driven scenes. Students can expect lots of one-to-one, which will be kind and supportive, um, silly improv games, oodles of fun, and tons of laughs. This class is for folks of all backgrounds and experience. It's Thursdays in January from 7 to 9 p.m. at Wellfleet Preservation Hall. So you can check it out tonight. All right. Well, I am delighted that my guest this week is someone I just chose because I wanted to have a chat with her. Um, Susan Lambert just finished doing another show of um, her wonderful um, her wonderful program, The Couch, um, out at Cape Cod Theatre Company, and now she's here to chat about it and some other things. Welcome back to Arts Week, Susan. Oh, Jeanette, I'm so happy to be here because I love having these creative conversations with you. It's so, um, it's just life force, you know, in action. So thank you. I love talking about our art and our practice, and we don't get enough 
enough opportunities to do that. So um, I'm really grateful yeah. that WMR gives me the opportunity to do this with folks like you. So let's start just by talking about this past weekend and your show. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so interesting. And I know that you know about, so this is the third time we've performed The Couch and we've done it in three different very you know, three different venues. We did it in Wellfleet, we did it in Boston, and then we just did it at CCTC as a fundraiser. And it's winter now. And, you know, it's it's so interesting, like as a singer or an actor or a dancer, for example, our instrument is our entire body and everything that's in there, physical, mental, psychological, heart, everything. And so it's so fascinating to me that if you can get into your piece to the degree where you're in that zone, all those things that are present can happen and you can still kind of keep on with your story or with being um, completely inexperienced rather than distracted. That's what I felt a lot about this week because I have a little cold. It, it's a, it's a little worse now. It wasn't that bad then, blah, blah, which is the kind of stuff that singers can get kind of freaked out about, which I would say I, I have been in my history. Um, <laughs> but at this point, I think, okay, it's like every time is a new experience. And that's frankly, also, I'm, I'm just kind of going all over the place. That's what I love about live theater. You know, it's, it's in the moment. You know, right, right, and and it's interesting talking about your body being your instrument. One time, I was pretty close with some people who were in an orchestra, and um, and they're always careful of their instruments. You know, the the temperature and the this and the that. And then you talk to the singer, and the singer is like, "Well, you know, I can't put it in the closet." <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, and it's and that's also really interesting too because I I was teaching a voice lesson the other day. And I was talking to her about, you know, your instrument is your whole body. It's everything that happens to you. It's like, so we have to just kind of like find a, I didn't say Zen, but it's sort of like a Zen way of just accepting this is my instrument. But then I thought, I thought, but also the pianist is bringing, it right. is a separate instrument, but the pianist is bringing his or her fingers, arms, body, mindset, everything. What if the pianist has arthritis? I don't know. Right. But it is interesting. Like any kind of creative pursuit, we bring whatever body, mind, state we're in to any creative thing that we're like deciding to dive into, which I think is really exciting. And I think um, for me, the practice over the years has been to believe in the fact that that's exciting and not rabbit hole to criticism to self-criticism mm -hmm. dead mm -hmm. you know like that that sort of idea of perfection which is ridiculous you know doesn't exist um but we all try for it anyway we try for it anyway uh, but i feel knowing that it's impossible yeah right but I i'm feel not sure if that says something wonderful about the human spirit or something really negative about our perceptions of ourselves in reality i don't know which way that is yeah, I don't know. I mean, I that's interesting that you say it that way because I think I've thought of it that way too, but now I kind of feel like I get that. We want to be effective, we want to be good, we want our partners to love us or we want our friends to think we're great friends or you know, we want to like nail that song and feel like that note was like, wow, you know, 
And sometimes it just isn't that thing that right. you have that you have a an aspiration to, or you have a, or even you have just the drive for. And right. um, to me, this is like a weird aside, but it's kind of like I think professional baseball is super boring, but little league is unbelievably exciting because they throw the ball. They run the wrong way. They hit it. It's the kid. It hits him in his nose. He falls down. The parents freak out. They think the kid's nose is broken. He's fine. He gets up. All the kids cheer. Like, you know what I mean? It's sort of drama is there. Yeah. Mm. It's like, it's like human fallibility just shows itself in this exciting real way. And it's, and it's in this context of like, everybody's rooting for you guys, you know, like, um, so I don't know. I feel like at this point, yeah, I mean, it's really like this particular performance this weekend I felt a tiny bit off here and there. And like, I thought, oh, that cold's coming a little for a second. But then it was like, that's just, that's that's where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And it felt so great. You know, it felt so great to feel like, uh, it's it's even hard to explain because it's not really um, a self-conscious thing. It's just a, I'm on this wave now. Right. Like, I'm, I'm on this wave now. And um and I love that. I love that about live work, you know? So it's interesting you're making this connection between um, sort of or an emotional way of being in the world or, or psyche and then performance. And obviously the couch shows that you've got sort of, I don't know if you'd call it a foot in two worlds or or how much you see them intertwined, but you are both a performer and a therapist, Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's an interesting, I, I think I can obviously see how one informs the other, but I don't know that that's true of a lot of people. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? You know, the funny thing about it is in my years when I was having a career in New York, um, lots of people from the arts world go into the world of psychology and working with other people in a therapeutic way. It's actually really common. And I really feel like um, from that opening monologue that I do on my show, which I feel like there's no spoiler alert, you guys, just whatever. You can know what it is. Um, like, come anyway, the next time we do it. Um, but I really feel like it's not that big a stretch. I don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you're an actor, if you're really, if you're really working towards delving into, mm, it's going to make me cry, delving into like, I'm going to really try to go to where that person's experience is. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go on a stage and try to communicate that to these people. I want to give you this gift of having an idea how this feels for this person or having an idea what this family goes through. You know, it's not that big a stretch mm-hmm. to working therapeutically with people because I don't think of it. Of course, I went to school. Of course, I feel I'm... um. I have a good aptitude clinically. Of course, I know I know the clinical stuff, but I don't feel that that's really what the stuff of real therapeutic work with people is. I feel the stuff is I'm here to hear you and see you and maybe, maybe get you. Mm-hmm. And we together are going to have an experience that is hopefully going to 
you know, open your life up, heal you, whatever the point is. And it's a little bit, the difference would be that's very customized to this person and this relationship, but in a performance. And of course, you know, I'm just talking from my experience, but in a performance, it's kind of like, so now I'm doing it in a different way for a hundred people or for 50 people. It, but it doesn't feel that different to me. And it never did, actually, from the time that I was in high school and I did theater. I remember this is this is a little kooky, but I remember when I was a freshman in high school, I did Polly in the Three Penny Opera. Mm-hmm. And she does she Polly actually sings um, Pirate Jenny. Yes. They they gave Pirate Jenny to Jenny's character because Lottie Lanning gave it did it, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a very, very intense, profound, existentially loaded song. And I remember being a 14-year-old out on this thing and feeling like, oh my God, I'm really communicating something with this audience. This is amazing. Seriously, for me, it was like, oh my God, this is great, you know? And so I still think of it like that. I don't, it's not to say that I may not do a one woman show sometime that's kooky and has boas and stuff. I might. Um, Never say never. Never say never. But even that, I mean, even that, like meaning doesn't mean, like I, I feel like meaning in this creative world doesn't always have to mean like heavy. Meaning doesn't mean heavy. It just means meaning, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I think, um, yeah, so that's how I think about it. And and so it, when I, I, I say that, just as a spoiler thing, I say that in the opening monologue, that this is the way I kind of got into this. Like when I used to be in the industry as a singer and actress, I, I did notice that it was similar. I thought, wow, you're like, you're, you're diving deep and you're, you know, it's a human process, you know? Yeah, and I I think that's absolutely true, but I'm not sure that a lot of people would necessarily understand that a priori because one is so far public and one is so private that yes. that it's not an obvious connection I think to a lot of people. Mhm. Absolutely and totally. I think that I think that what I was what I've been really pleased about with this show is that in the writing of the script that I did I think I make it clear to the audience, this is my particular story and this is how it evolved this way. And so um, they come in with me to understand, oh, I see. And I feel, I hope anyway, I hope, yeah, I feel like I'm letting you in literally to how I think of it and how I come to it. And so I'm I'm kind of I guess I didn't think of it this way before. I don't feel like this show, I don't feel like I'm educating anybody about anything, but I do feel like I'm saying it really isn't that far a stretch. Mm-hmm. Except that indeed the performance is public and working with people is in private. Not one character in my show even remotely re- resembles anybody that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. These are absolutely totally different characters. So, so you'd have to kind of, so, so there is like a, um, I guess, the, I guess there's that, you know, suspension of disbelief or there's a stretch of believing that of course I'm not outing clients. Like these characters right, right. in my show 
have nothing. They're, they're not anything like anybody that I see. Um, but you're right. You're right. There is potentially like a suspect element of this, you know, sort of a, well, that's weird. She's like a therapist, which is super sacred and private. And here she is on a stage talking about how therapy works. Um, but I also would say like in defense of that, um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that I'm not the first or the last person who's, who has done shows about therapy. You know, it, it, we do explore that on TV in movies in theaters. Um, and so I guess, um, yeah, it's a, it's a different way of experiencing it, but I kind of like it because I feel like come on this ride with me and just feel these feelings. Like I feel them feel these feelings. Like I feel them. You don't even have to think about therapy, just mm -hmm. feel the feelings of these characters. Like I feel them right? and have an experience of empathy because that's what I feel like is the biggest beauty of this work the therapeutic work is just empathy like sharing empathy you know and so i feel like you know um you might be um wondering if these are my clients but i don't think anybody thinks they really are um but just that like let's just feel it and i so far it seems like people get it i don't know i think i i did a i did a reading in p-town um, a couple of months ago of a musical. And I, um, there was this wonderful actress, Sarah McDonald, who did it with me. I didn't know her previously, but I told her about the show. I said, come if you can. Blah, blah. And she asked me about the show and she said something. And I said, yeah, I might have to say something about it. And she said, don't ever think your audience is less intelligent than you. Mm -hmm. Trust and your I audience. Said, yeah. And I said, yeah, yeah agree. Agreed. She said, yeah, you don't have to explain to them. Don't think, right. don't ever think they're, they're less intelligent than you. Yeah. And I really believe that. I believe yeah. that we communicate or connect lots of different ways, you know? Well, that does lead me into something that I think about a lot um, as a writer and a storyteller, which is yeah. to me one of the great gifts um, that I can give to my readers, not audience, but the same idea is yeah. is that gift of empathy to you know to inhabit someone else's life for however long a time and see the world through their eyes instead of through yours and realize that their life is just as important as you yours is whether they're real people or fictional and there's a, there's there have been studies that show a crossover between the fictional and the real um, and so I think about that a lot and I think about how important it is, um, maybe in every age, but certainly in the age where we live, in which we live to, to bring people into that understanding of each other, because we are so, um, polarized in so many ways, not just politically, but obviously politically, but in so many ways. And to be able to see that someone else's life is, is valuable and meaningful and exciting and all those things and take that back with you when you go back into your life, whether it's closing the book or leaving the theater or leaving um, the therapy room. Absolutely. And I've read your books and I would say that, that I take that away from your books. So, so I believe that, you know, so I, I know that you do that because I've read your work and I would encourage people who are listening, if you haven't to read Jeanette's work, 
but um, no, but Long for I think, <laughs> yeah, but, but I, no, I think that's totally true. I mean, you know, I really, and, and we could go one step further with that, which is not that I'm at all, I'm not really an activist. Like, I mean, I am in my mind, but I'm not the person who goes out and like protests and stuff. I just don't do right. that, but I would, I would, but it's not how I do it. But I do feel like, you know, it, it is in a way about, um, we can only be as conscious and and connected as we can in the moment, especially in these times when the world is in such trouble and our country is in such trouble. That's that's what we can do. And if we can say, hey, I'm here. This is what it is for me. And this is what I experience myself, how it is for some other people. Maybe you'll relate to some of that. Maybe, maybe you'll, I don't know, maybe you'll feel something you haven't felt in a little while, or maybe you have felt this the whole time and it's, it's helping you feel like there are others who feel how you feel, whatever it is, building any kind of community, I think is really important right now. And I just feel that artistically art is a great way to build community. I just, I just think it's great because I guess in my wishes, it's non-judgmental and mm -hmm. it's self-expression and it's it's creative and it's, you know, a really powerful part of the brain. You know, it's just like you may not want to read The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, but you might want to read, you know, um, The Vanishing Half. And we will both agree that somehow reading books about other characters gives us some new ideas or gives us a or 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 reminds us that our heart is beating mm -hmm. with others. And I know right. that because I've read your work. So that's really, honestly, that's what I love the most about this. And that's why this weekend, which for me was a little bit like, oh, my my larynx is a little dry, whatever I was saying to myself, whatever. It was like five minutes, two minutes. It didn't matter though, because mm -hmm. I thought that's okay. That's okay because these characters and these feelings and these these melodies are things that people can maybe connect to, you know? And I maybe. think you're right. I mean, even in the room, I mean, obviously um, you don't know everyone who's in that room, but even in a room with, with 50 or, or 60 people, you've got mm -hmm. people who have all sorts of different beliefs and values and thoughts, but you're kind of bypassing a lot of that with theater, I think, and you're going yeah. directly direct you know with stories essentially and going directly yeah. to the heart and not stopping to put it through all the filters that we tend to put things through totally totally that's why i love to program stuff the way that i do it's like you know you got to die sometime which is a number that you know for listeners you may not know what it is but Jeanette does cuz she came to the show like you got to die sometime that's like like you know a giant punch you in the face existential moment of like, holy crap, I'm going to die, you know, before my time. And like, we're not all going to experience that. We're not saying, you know, consider that might happen to you. We're not saying that. We're just saying like, wow, life is precious. Mm -hmm. My gosh, life is so precious. And like, wow, I'm watching that guy like fall apart, but try to stay up there and figure out how to like, make that bridge between life and death. And that's not such a bad concept. If I, I doubt 
people really go away with that from that song. But maybe if they do, that's not such a bad thing because we have such trouble with the issues of like life and death and stuff. So I feel it's okay to to bring that stuff up on stage, you know, like. Well, and it's it's safe in a way because it's removed from their own experience. When we experience things through theater or fiction or, you know, any kind of storytelling, it's safe. You know, it's like the children's fairy tales where terrible things happen in them. Terrible things. Terrible. They're, I mean, I'm not sure most adults would want to read books that have all these horrible things happening in them. Right. But somehow that helps children when they do have to cope with things in their own lives because they've had it they've had exposure to it but exposure to it somewhat removed from themselves yeah absolutely and i and i also feel like i also feel like the thing is that um at least for me in terms of process process and craft which happens as a, a an actress and a singer and happens in in therapy the process and the craft, you have your craft and hopefully you practice your craft. Like as a therapist, hopefully I'm reading articles and I'm doing trainings and I'm, you know, I'm keeping myself up on stuff. As a as a performer, I go to voice lessons because I love them and they're my joy, but also, you know, keeps my instrument alive. And I, you know, do monologue coaching and all that kind of stuff because I love it and it keeps my instrument alive. Not because at this point in my life, I'm ambitious. I'm not ambitious at this point in my life. It's just that I know that creativity is great I know I love it. I know I want to do it. But I also know that process and craft are really, really nurturing. Mm -hmm. And by the time you get to product, whatever that is, like in therapy, it's all process. So, but, and I don't know, I don't know, maybe in the theater, it's all process too. But if you get to product when you're there on the stage and you're presenting it to people, it feels like process. It just feels like, come on in, like be with me in this process. This is process. That's it. You don't have to, like, I have a couple of clients. I don't really specialize in seeing performers, but I have a couple of performers in my practice. And if they get performance anxiety, I say, listen, honest to God, even in the world of opera, really no one's coming to your performance to see if you crack on the high C. They're not. <laughs> They're coming for an experience. They really are. And if, you know, one or two bad word people are coming to see if you crack on the sea, forget about them. But most people are just coming to have experience yeah. and be in a human community that's maybe a little elevated or has music or, or is a one-on-one -on -one sacred thing where you can say anything and you know, it's like, it's fine. And so I'm, I'm all about that. And it makes me really happy, you know? <laughs> Yeah. There, yeah. There's something about when creativity meets um, some some sort of receptive um, either audience or 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 just ear um, magic happens, I really think. Yeah, I think so. I think I think so. I mean, I feel it when I when I go to stuff myself, like we both went to Tony Hewitt's Another Medea mm -hmm. in Provincetown and my husband and I went and we were like, Holy crap, that guy just sat at a desk for an hour and a half mm -hmm. and it and was riveted. Mesmerized. I never wondered how long it was or mm -hmm. what time was going by. And it was like a really spiritual, scary, human, not human. It was a, you know, I'm just using that as an example just for mm -hmm. other theaters. Yeah. I've seen a lot of theater on the Cape, but that's just the first thing that came to my mind. Um, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
Well, mm-hmm. Susan Lambert, I'm sorry to say this, but we <laughs> we have to end the show here. Um, I hope no that worries. I hope that you're going to do a lot more um, in the spring and the summer for people to come and see you. And I hope you'll come back on the show then and talk about it all. Thank you so much. I love talking with you and I'm sending you lots of love and kudos for your work too. And and readers read Jeanette's books. They're great. (laughs) I paid her for that. (laughs) You can Venmo me later. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. We will talk again soon. This has been Arts Week on WOMR Outermost Community Radio for Cape Cod and beyond. Te te demander allo quelque chose quoi yeah. mm. quelque chose quoi